Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mac coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, we're going to rock it out onto the course, maybe for the last time this year. Uh, the last major golf event of the season, my opinion, uh, and some live people might have a difference of opinion, but we'll get all of that from our next guest. When I need golf info, I turn to him uh, from the Golf Channel and the Fairways of Life uh, individual show, which you can get podcast absolutely everywhere. It's indicated wherever you get your better podcasts. And when we're talking golf, we do so with Matt Adams of the Golf Channel. M.A., how's your week going? Jody Mack, it's okay. How about you? All right, and if you are a fan of the U.S., and, oh, man, they were loud at uh, Quail Hollow today. I, I do want to talk to you about that. Um, the results late this afternoon probably didn't make you feel any better because we've actually got a uh, Sunday to look forward to now, which uh, up until the last couple of groups, it looked like it could have been a runaway and a blowout for the U.S. After the first two days, did you think this would be competitive going into uh, Sunday? I had hoped it would be. I, I wouldn't say that I thought that it would be because you, if you look at the United States team by every comparison, even as simple as the, you know, the comparison of the average world ranking of, of the USA compared to the international team, everything said that it should have been a romp, that Team USA should run away with this thing. But my hope was for the health of the event that it would be a tight competition. I mean, even if you are the most ardent Team USA fan in the world, you want to see a competition that's compelling. You want to see a competition that's entertaining. And when it looked like Team USA might just win the President's Cup on Saturday before they even got to singles, yeah, it just it just wasn't everything anybody wanted to. And look, it's a time of year, Jody Mack, as you well know, You've got baseball on the verge of the playoffs. You've got uh, what you know the judge is doing with the, with the home run record. You've got college football. You've got the prospects of the NFL coming up the next day. There's a lot of traffic that golf has to work its way through. Yep. And if it was a completely lopsided victory, I, I just don't see how that, how that helps anybody. So, yeah, I, want, I wanted to see team, team USA perform well, but I also really wanted even more paramount in my way of thinking – I wanted to see a tight competition. I, w- I wanted to see the international team defy the odds and, and, and give Team USA a very, very good test. And they did by winning uh, the final uh, afternoon action 3-1 to one to pull within 11-7. to seven. It was 7-1-2 uh, and two after the first two days' event. So, yes, the internationals made it uh, particularly co- competitive coming down uh, the stretch today. Thanks in large part to Tom Kim and Cam Davis, a couple of very young international players who showed their mettle by getting huge victories in the final two contests today. Yeah, Kim Davis from Australia, and you mentioned Tom Kim. 
it's a cute story. You probably heard it through all the media that was going on this week. I saw him really for the first time at the Wyndham, and he just was so incredibly impressive. Uh, the guy knows three different languages, just turned 20 years old recently. Uh, his family kind of lived all over the world, so he's got this background of understanding different cultures aside from his heritage, which is South African. Uh, his name, Tom, is his Western name with rabbit ears because that's what they call it. They call it my Western name. And he came up with the name Tom because he was a huge fan of Thomas the Tank Engine as a boy. So he adopted the name Tom. And he certainly was the engine that could over the last few days. He's had great enthusiasm. Uh, I love the stories about yesterday. He went through three pairs of pants. Apparently, however the pants fit him or were trimmed, if they were too tight, he split two of them, had to borrow a third pair from somebody else and go out. Uh, he's he's just got a he's got a great personality. He's got a lot of poise to him. He's he's like we see often in in the young players that are very very good. They seem to have a, an old head on a young body, and he's got that. So it, he's been one of I think one of the stars that have emerged out of this President's Cup, regardless of outcome. And one of the things I got to give him props for is uh, I was watching late, and he needed the birdie on eighteen. I thought it was a miss. He knew it was in the whole time. It went in the side door. I thought it was going right by the hole, but he knew exactly where it was going to break, where it was going to break, exactly the way he hit it. And he started celebrating before it ever went down, and I didn't think it was going down. So I had to give him oh, the well, nod. You out. know what? In fair, it, you may not have been that far off, though, Jody Mack, because a couple of times this week he's done the fist pump and a little bit of a dance, and it hasn't dropped. Really? Uh, I mean, if, at large, yeah, it's, it, a couple of times. He's got the enthusiasm of youth, but if you had to look at one thing and said, well, tell me why it is that, that the, the international team's not as competitive as Team USA, the obvious answer is, well, Team USA is just players that have that much more accomplishment. However, the real answer is, is because they weren't making those putts. Celebration or otherwise, the putts weren't dropping for the international team the first couple of days. They really didn't start dropping until this afternoon. The international side called it momentum, you know, and I, I don't care what you call it. Momentum is a great name for it, too. But the bottom line is they started making the putts they needed to make when they needed to make them. Specifically, uh, he and Davis late made big putts, and that's why we've got a competition at 11-7 going into Sunday. All right, this is one of the things I love about both the President Cup and the Riders Cup is to finish out with the singles. Uh, if it hasn't already been decided, it almost never is. But you might have thought along those lines after the first two days that they might not get to Sunday. You're going to play all 12. If someone gets the prerequisite 15 points, they continue to play anyway. The intrigue for me is prior to. The two captains have to decide what order they're going to put their singles players in. And I've debated this before, probably with you. I know with others, uh, do you put your best guys up front? Do you try and save them for the end just in case? Do you try and go balanced throughout? Do you try and second guess along with the co-captain, the captain you're going up against so you can get a matchup specifically that you want? I just think it's tremendously intriguing. Give us the lowdown on the Matt Adams thought process First for uh, uh, what the U.S. captain's going to do and then uh, what you think Immerman will do because he's the one who's got the tougher task. It's always tougher for the guy who's trailing coming in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from a historic perspective, it doesn't even have to be mine, but the historic perspective is this. If you are the trailing team and the international team, the best they've ever done in the competition, and 
and, and I, I want to I put that in rabbit ears, too, when I say ever done in the competition. The competition's not even 30 years old yet, but in fairness, the best they've ever done is seven and a half points in a singles session. They need eight and a half points to get it done tomorrow. So just keep that in mind. If they are able to come back, uh, it would indeed be of a historic nature because they wouldn't have had to done, do something that literally has never been done before uh, at the President's Cup. So if you look at the history of the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup, by and large, it usually is from front end loading who you send out. And the reason why they do that is so that the trailing team sees the wins or the leads more likely starting to get posted on the leaderboard, and that fires them up with the prospect of possibility. That's normally how it happens. On the other side, if you're talking about Davis Love, what, what, from his perspective, is many times he'll look at it and go, okay, well, who are we going to have that's going to be able to just cold-hearted closer? And it's interesting for him because you say, well, what happens if we just storm out of the gates? Now you're talking about maybe the fourth or fifth, uh, fifth or sixth, I should say, a match that probably could decide it. And in that case, do you put a Xander Shoffley there? Do you put a Patrick Cantlay there? Uh, do you put a Billy Horschel there, uh, et cetera? So I, I think it's actually more complicated from the perspective of Davis Love the Third going, who do I put that could close? And if it starts to get tight down the end, does he hold back his big guns so that they can actually stop the affront from the international team? if they start to roll early. So I, I for, even though they're well in the lead, I actually think it's more complicated for Davis Love the third. Fair enough. Bad Adams from the Golf Channel, Fairways of Life, is syndicated show, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. President's Cup, seven singles tomorrow. U.S. leads 11-7, to seven, and it's not over yet. I did read one article this week, which I didn't necessarily agree with, and it's this not 2020 hindsight. I would have said it. I mumbled it to myself because I talk to myself all the time, but just nobody happened to be in the room. When I was reading this, they were second-guessing the combination of Thomas and Spieth but they said their games kind of mirrored each other, and that that's not what you want to do when you pair guys together. Well, these guys were the best pairing out there. All apologies to uh, any pairings on either of the other two teams, but at least for me, Thomas and Spieth were the best too, so uh, I was, I think, correct to disagree with that, even though their games are similar. I acknowledge that, but they're similarly good, and what's wrong with having them playing together? Thomas and Spieth, best pairing in uh, the first three days? Yeah, they they may go down as one of the best pairings in the history of team play for the United States. They are that good. And, you know, you were talking about sequencing with, with the singles. Uh, Davis Love the third has now just decided that he's going to send out Justin Thomas versus Siwoo Kim in the first match. Jordan Spieth against Cam Davis in the second match. Uh, so clearly the captain is saying, no, we want to send a strong statement. Uh, contrary to where I thought where he may have had to make a decision to hold back the best of the best and say, no, we're going to need to stop the the assault if one starts to roll. He's coming out with strength and muscle right out of the gate with those two guys, with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Uh, what we've seen with those two, and they, they are best friends and they've played golf since they were kids, is that Justin Thomas 
is taking a leadership position. He's got a little bit of an edge to him, a little bit of an attitude to him. And I mean that in a positive way. Uh, and not only with the President's Cup, but with, with leadership positions and forward positions relative to uh, competing tours, et cetera, et cetera. So, and then you remember the last President's Cup when he was paired up with Tiger Woods and they were, you know, chest bumping each other and all the rest that goes into it. So it's been impressive, really impressive. Um, continuing down that line, just, just for the purpose of, of uh, information here. Please. Patrick Cantlay is fourth. Remember I was talking about what Davis Love III would do in terms of fourth, fifth, sixth position. Patrick Cantlay against Adam Scott is fourth. Scotty Scheffler against Sebastian Munoz is fifth. Uh, Tony Finau against Taylor Pendrith is the sixth spot. And then it goes on the American side. Xander Shoffley, Cameron Young. Billy Horschel, Max Homa, and Colin Morikawa. So it, it seems like, the last one, Kevin Kistner, it seems like what Davis Love III did was he went really strong in the beginning. Then he, I mean, the whole, the whole group is strong from the United States, but he went super strong in the beginning and real fighters at the end. So it seems like that's the kind of balance that he put together. Well, I think that's a smart way to handle it. And and one of the things you're always trying to do is second guess what the other captain's going to do. And uh, Immelman came out with the two guys who finished strong and basically put his team into this final uh, day with a little bit of a shot. And, uh, yeah, Davis Love guessed right and said, all right, you're going to throw your two hot guys up. I'm going to throw my two best guys up. Take on Thomas and Spieth, and we'll see how it goes. Now, that makes it great early. But if the international team can get some wins early, how pressurized will it become for the American team thereafter if their top two guys get handled? I think it could be pretty pressurized, to be fair. And when, when, the way that I'm looking at this thing laid out, what's interesting is that he's got, I'm just going to go over the last three with, with Max Holm, McCollum, Morikawa, uh, Kevin Kistner, and that order. In fact, I'll throw Billy uh, Horschel in before Max Holm. Two of those four you know, approach a match play like it's a bar fight in Billy Horschel and Kevin <laughs> Kistner. So it's it's pretty clear to me that the mentality on the part of Davis Love the third is is that if it gets tight and if this starts to become a real contest, he's going to have some people out there that are absolutely are out for blood. And then when it comes to Max Homa, I mean, Tony Finau called Max Homa, he said it was like playing with, alongside of Superman. Uh, so here's Homa coming off a win last week at the Fortinet Championship and now he's playing as well as he is at the President's Cup. I do think that's a, that's a pretty good combination. Colin Morikawa thrown in the middle of the mix of all those names I just said to you, a two-time major champion. Uh, that's a pretty good finish. It, it's it, I, you know I again for the in the interest of the long-term health of this event, I hope it does come down to okay. those last four. Oh, I hope oh. it is a battle right to the end. All right, uh, we shall see how it plays out tomorrow. All right, now I got to ask you about the other aspect of this. Whole bunch of players not playing this week because they are no longer on their respective tours, but they have moved their game to the Live Tour. I've asked you this every time I've gotten you on since Live was created. Is there a feel? Are people talking about it? Is it the 800-pound elephant in the room that nobody wants to mention? Uh, looking at it from both a uh, clubhouse and on the grounds and the buzz around the tournament, what does it feel like? This is a little bit different than just any regular tournament. Certainly the majors are the biggest of all, but this is uh, as close as you get and not being a major uh, how much is Liz a, live a part of the conversation, a part of the feeling during this event? It's 100% a part of the conversation, a part of the feeling of the event, Jody Mack, because 
if you notice that anyone that is associated with golf from a media perspective, and they're not talking about the influence that Liv had on this event, if not all of the events of late, but if they're not talking about it here, then clearly they have, they, they are probably a media partner with the PGA tour and they're taking on the mindset that if we ignore it, maybe it means they don't exist. That that's not the reality. The, the reality is, is that when he went to live, Cameron Smith was the number two ranked player in the world. He's now dipped to number three already, and he will continue to dip uh, because the live players are not getting world ranking points for what they're doing. Right. He clearly would have been on that, that squad. What influence could a player that's just coming off having won the Open at St. Andrews have had? Uh, it could be very, very dramatic, thank you very much. When you look at at the last President's Cup with the, the influence that Abraham Answer had. What would happen with Joaquin Neiman if he was on that team? What would happen with Louis Hazen, a major champion who's playing for Liv, was on that team? And I could go on. So, yes, it has had an impact. I would not venture to say it has decimated the international side because you're still talking about a fraction of a fraction in terms of separation from the best players in the world, which are generally represented by those, at least from a world ranking standpoint, on Team USA and the rest of the world, which make up the international team. But that smallest margin could have been a major difference. And again, I would just go back to the top name in that sequence that I just gave you with Cameron Smith. He was so incredible in terms of how he closed out with his 64 at the open on the old course at St. Andrews, uh, his ability in particular to get up and down and make par at 17, his ability to still birdie 18 after right in front of him, Cam Young had just eagled the hole in order to, to grab a, a piece of the 72nd hole lead at that time is and was remarkable. So yes, the, the players that were not there because they chose to go to live have, in my view, had an impact. And I get, understand, and agree with your uh, stance on Cam Smith. Major handicap, pun intended, uh, for the international team to not have him. But how much has Team U.S. gotten hurt? I know they've had other guys step in and play well. And uh, after the live defection started, kind of made a bigger name for themselves and ended up on the President's uh, Cup team. But... Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys that are already on live from the U.S. that aren't playing this weekend, too. Who do you think actually hurt worse, the international team or the American team? Oh, it was definitely the international team. It's 100% the international team. I mean, if you, if you look at uh, Team USA even before live, uh, if you look at right now the Ryder Cup rankings for 23 a year from now when we'll be in Italy, uh, you, you know, Team USA, they're, they're so strong right now. It's just the flow and ebb of golf and in the flow of talent, they probably could say, okay, we're not going to take the first 12 guys, first six automatic, next six, say, captain's pick. We're going to eliminate those, and we're, going to, we're not even going to start looking until we start talking about 13, and they'd still have a strong team. The reality, though, in comparison to those uh, from the international squad that were impacted because they went to live versus Team USA, if you look at the top names that went to live, guys like Brooks Kepka wasn't playing well. Bryson DeChambeau, coming off injury, wasn't playing well, et cetera, et cetera. The one guy who's, who was not playing great going into Liv that seems to have form right now, but you're judging that form against the standard of Liv, you don't have the ability to do it apples to apples. So maybe, uh, you know, grant me an apples to orange comparison a little bit. I think DJ would have been on that team, would have been right. on that International President's Cup team. 
But when you're winning and when you're out front, no one talks about the quarterback you didn't play or the running back that you didn't play or, or the, the batter that you didn't DH. They talk about who won and how they won. That's just how it goes. You can look at players that didn't get picked for a team, and if the team wins, nobody remembers, no one cares. It's when they don't win. So if the internationals come back and win tomorrow, then you'll hear this conversation gear up and go, gee, what could have been different if, if DJ was on that team? Or if there was anybody else that went to live that maybe would have got a captain's pick, although I don't think they would have, because I, as I just explained to you, I don't think there was enough guys with form that would have justified it. But that would that would be the only way they'll have the discussion. And right now, with the lead team USA has, unless something extraordinary happens, that argument is is just going to be met with crickets. Last thing. Um... We've seen the defections kind of evolve over time. Some made the immediate decision. Some waited a little bit. Some waited even later because they wanted to play in specific tournaments. Are we going to see one more hand-picking foray by Liv after this is over and done with if certain guys have been waiting just because they desperately wanted to play in the President's Cup? Yes. I, I do believe that's going to happen. There are there are a number of names that have been floating around. Uh, the players are uh, different than what we saw in the last, you know, in fairness to Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith never said to anybody he wasn't going to live. He was asked about it. We, we heard all the rumors out there saying, geez, Cameron Smith is going to get offered massive dollars and he's going to go. When he got asked about it, whether it was at the Tour Championship, whether before that it was at the – at the open, he was just like, "Yeah, mate, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm here. To, I'm here to concentrate on the open and blah blah blah." And then they said, "Are you looking forward to the Presidents Cup?" Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Presidents Cup. So I don't know whether that was just odd that they were saying that just to take people off their scent for what it's worth, or whether, which I suspect, they really thought they were going to play in the Presidents Cup. I, and again, I don't know what they were told when they signed up, but somebody, I think behind the scenes must have been like, ah, eh, don't worry about all that noise. Of course you'll be able to play. Well, they weren't able to play. <laughs> uh, but, but he was saying that he fully intended to play and he was looking forward to it. So yeah, that one, that one was definitely odd, but the rumors that I'm hearing right now in and around the game of golf is that before we get to the holidays, there will be another wave of players that are going to sign up to live. And the formula that's working in terms of getting these players to sign Joni Mack, and I'm not judging them for better or for worse. Players make their, make their own decisions is it's going to be based upon offering them massive money up front. Well, that's how they've gotten the players to this point. That's how they'll get the last couple they want to get their hands on. We're sure. Uh, Matt, I truly appreciate it. Whenever you come on board, uh, you've done this for me plenty of times over the course of the years. You're the best in golf when it comes to analyzing stuff and knowing how to break stuff down. Thank you for doing it with me again this year. Uh, maybe I'll sneak you up one more time before 2022 comes and goes, but I always appreciate you, bud. Thanks much. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. My pleasure. You catch him reporting and hosting on the Golf Channel and his syndicated show, Fairways of Life, is as good as it gets. Podcast form uh, syndicated all over the country. If you are a golf fan and you don't check it out, I would not know why. All right, Jody Mack coming back. We can put this in the mix, too. I'll run down all the individual matchups for the singles for you. We keep with the college football. Look ahead to week three in the NFL. Oh, we've been talking baseball, too. We'll continue that. Hit me up. 855-212-4227. Catch on with the Mac Man here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t